This is Mac on the Rock, WSQF Blink Radio. I wanted to thank Andy Herrera for coming to this roundtable talk. It was quite interesting and quite an honor. As I said before, it's uh, kind of full circle for me personally, having been born to Cuban parents who fled communism, and to, in one lifetime, see a person to flee communism, much younger than I, in his 20s, and come to America and run for office. I know it's been done before by a U.S. senator from New Jersey and several congressmen who were born in Cuba, but never in my neighborhood of Key Biscayne. So I'd like to thank Andy for speaking with us and talking to us about why he is running for council. Remember, stay free. Enjoy Foreigner until noon o'clock. This is Andy Herrera, candidate for Village Council of Kibis It's a pleasure to me to be here tonight with Mr. Manny Gambo and to speak a little bit about what we can do better to improve and enhance and preserve and protect our great community, our village. Thank you for having me tonight, Mr. Manny. Uh, uh... On October the 19th, you had the other four candidates. And uh, we had fun. We were laughing. There were moments that were tense. There were moments that were uh, kind of upsetting. There were moments where you had to defend your position. And sometimes I felt that it was, you know, a situation where two or three of them at one time uh, kind of giving you lip Lip in uh, giving you a, in in America it's called smacks, giving you smack smack town. What did you like about the nineteenth? Because it was the first time that Keep Skinner's got to understand you as a person, not you as the minister of several of the chats, some of which you and I had the honor to to be uh, thrown out of or censored. That was quite interesting. Tell me, how is it that uh, that you saw Kibis Gain develop into something you wanted to run to uphold? Buenas tardes. Básicamente, lo que me inspira a mí a servir esta comunidad es la esencia de quienes somos. Quienes somos una gran familia, una gran familia dedicada a nuestros hijos y a nuestros abuelos que se han retirado y han trabajado muy duro durante su vida para vivir en este paraíso y estar protegidos específicamente en esta situación que tenemos de inflación, de inflación. So, what inspired me to run was basically um, my position to preserve and protect our community, our children, our elder, so from the inflation that is taking place and to keep our local taxes uh, as low as possible and also uh, very important to keep it like very low budget because the budget has been increasing for ten years. Yeah, as we as we make more money in our in our budget assessment, our twenty percent grows. And this year, I found it odd that the council, the last meeting, raised the taxes, having received more tax revenue from Day County because our assessments went up. So yeah, you have a, your point is well taken. The budget keeps on increasing. The government keeps on growing. Like just a like in the state, the city, the county, the the federal. I mean, 
And basically, our, our communities are kind of disappointed because they are paying higher taxes and the services, we don't see any improvement or light improvement. I mean, we have to say, you know, that the, the, the government has been addressing a few issues, you know, we're improving, but doesn't measure, you know, high taxes, you know, for over 10 years and very little improvements in our village. So we need to be fiscally responsible. And when it comes to uh, creating those huge budgets, you know, that doesn't make any sense. You know, we need to be able to uh, uh, get a magnifying lamp, very important, and like Mr. London does. And then we would like, I, invite, I will invite the rest of the council that will be elected on November 8th uh, to join us uh, to at least uh, for the, our community to expect from us uh, as a fiscal conservative uh, and so to improve services and basically, you know, uh, we have issues. We have a school, public school that um, to me, uh, it, I, it's, very, it's, it's a shame for me to go there on the week, on one day a week with my son. Did, and you go, see, did you go the day the parents stood up recently against the other uh, uh, wishing to get rid of the previous uh, principal? I was not present, but you know, it was a big consensus that they were, I mean, the, the the performance was not the best, and the parents were, you know, really annoyed. W- yes. Now, uh, you mentioned uh, Mr. London. Do you like him, or do you find it that his fiscal positions are are accurate? I like uh, Mr. London's position, basically, you know, as in at the, at the councils, you know, basically, you know, he's trying to work out with the rest, but he's always a walk. He's facing a walk that they not. And you want to su- you you would like to support him on council? I would love to support him in council, so we at least you know we we can stand together with another council that is going to be elected, and hopefully he's going to be a great person also, and and then we can bring balance to our government because right now everything is you know being the decisions have been. Uh, that been taking place at the, at the chambers is always only lateral decision. We know exactly that who's going to be voting in favor of several sins, and, and then we have no voice. So me as a council, I would like to have a voice to represent our community, and that like is happening lately. So and also I would like to bring to allow our residents uh, to uh, use the three minutes in our presentation, but right after before us reaching a discussion, to have then I would like to listen their input and then. And then to be part of, of making that final decision, which is really important. And they're sitting there, and basically they want to speak. But they, and they, want, the, they want the citizen to talk right at three minutes so they can get rid of them. Right. <laughs> Why? Because they don't want to give anybody five minutes, six minutes. Well, I personally have had the benefit of being able to be in front of the council a few times where I came somewhat prepared and maybe... I was given the, the, the courteousness of allowing to speak more than three minutes because I had plenty to say. I wasn't really complaining about anything. I was actually informing the council on stuff they didn't know. So I know what you're saying. I, yo entiendo perfectamente cuando el ciudadano quiere hablar más de tres minutos. Es muy frustrante porque si tú vienes cargado con información que vas a informar el council, si no hablas con ellos individualmente porque ellos no pueden hablar entre ellos, eh, Three minutes is very limited, but at the same time, I mean, you make your presentation, and that's fine. We we like our community to make the, to bring initial presentation, but we debate, and after that debate, before reaching the final decision, we would love to listen their input also. I mean, 
I mean, these are the people that we're representing. I don't care how long I'm going to be staying there. If I can stay three, four, six hours in the meeting, I will stay there because if I like this to serve the community, not to just be there for a couple of hours and, you know, and to say to the community, I just serve my duty. No, my duty is with the community. I want, I will stay there as long as anyone is to be there. I, I see that everybody deserves to be listened. You feel you feel that you've been cut off when you've gone before the council. Not or? me. I I I've been watching all those. Uh, I mean the charters meetings, and I can see that you know the frustration of the community. But you yourself have not experienced that. I experienced that. Yes, a couple Where times. Well, they cut you off. Well, they didn't cut you off. I used three minutes, but I would love to have a final input. You know, before the discussions, like a closing argument, like a closing argument, just to to bring I mean an idea because when we, we debate. People's, you know, ideas comes up, you know, and then they they have the opportunity to bring that, and then and then before, like I said, making the final decision is very important. This is the voice of our community. I mean, I, I don't have any agenda. My my agenda is my people agenda, the Kiwiscan agenda to serve, not well, protect. But something motivated you to run, so you do have some kind of an agenda. You want to correct something, or you want to voice something, or you want to speak up for something. What is it that that of those who don't know Andy as I know Andy and others who know Andy for uh, being on the chats and stuff, what is it you want to tell that constituent who absolutely might have just moved here last month and he's voting for the first time or a couple months ago or a year? What do you tell those new owners who many of them paid a lot of money for the real estate? What do you want to say to them specifically if they're voting well, for the first time? Well, it makes me, and I, I did... Um I was prepared to run, I mean, to make my decision. I did it 10 minutes before the deadline. And what really inspired me to run is because I want our community to have someone to represent them, their voices. And what happens is that the current and previous uh, councils, you know, they're not, there's no respect for the citizens. The majority of that council. Yes. There's no respect for our citizens. And they deserve respect. And I want to bring respect, decency to our community. I mean, I see a lot of uh, uh, people behaving really uncivil and, you know, and, and, and shaming others. And I don't like, you know, that. Now, are you seeing that more in the meetings or in the chats? Both. Both. Yes. <laughs> yes. Well, um, to remind the audience, if you tuned in late, it's now 6.15. We're here with Andy Herrera, the only candidate for council who lived communism. I think I'm the one that's pointing that out is uh, pretty obviously. And he really fears giving government power that it already uh, has been voiced as no. And uh, that leads me to to, to inf- ask Andy, uh, you have a pretty strong statement about the amendments. What would you like to say? Well, the amendments. This is something that um, probably uh, I will say that 90% of our community, they don't support the amendments. I've seen it daily uh, when I campaign it. And the people that are, you know, always giving their feedback and their input. This is uh, your door to doors, or right there on the street, honking r- and saying no. Right on no. the street, right there on the street. So this is the. I'll, and you get there before everybody else. Yes, I got to be there. Oh, today they made me. They beat me today for the first time. Really? Yes, six a.m. Uh, we have some Mr. Uh, Sardinas and uh, Steve Power representing Joe Rasco. And they came at, at six o'clock. So you were six there, o'clock, and you were at six. I wasn't expecting any there, you know, at six o'clock, and they were right there. <laughs> uh-huh. Towards the end, uh, the uh, the tourist was beaten by the hair. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh huh. You're listening to WSQFRadio.com. By the way, you can hear this live stream 
on WSQFradio.com. The recording of this conversation with Andy Herrera running for council will be available on our website tomorrow. And of course, if you're in your car or you want a Bluetooth because you're out of our range, which is all the way down to Palmetto Bay, east of US-1, so floating along the bay is where we you hear us clearest. It's on 94.5 FM. So you're listening to Blink Radio Key Biscayne. For those in Miami, we have an election going on, and you're hearing Key Biscayners who also happen to like rock and roll. I'm yours truly. As a citizen, I guess everybody knows me as Manny, but on the radio, I'm Mac on the Rock. And a Blink Radio Key Biscayne. Well, and I even put that voice on. See, I changed the voice and everything. So, so Andy, continue. What is it you want to say? I would like to- I would like to say to our community, uh, basically, I'm not taking any side. If I'm going to be serving, doesn't, I don't care who's going to be mayor. I don't know who's going to be the mayor, you know, who can be Mr. Fausto Gomez or Joe Rasco. Um, I am supporting one of these two candidates. And one of the reasons, well, the first candidate, uh, Mr. Joe Rasco, is a great person. He's very popular in our community. He's a great family person. And, and as Catholics, he's part of our church. Yes, and we both uh, are members of a marriage covenant retreat. Uh, we, you know, our families, we know los each other retiro, for quite some time. Los, los retiros de, de matrimonio. Right, right. Retiros de matrimonio. And he's a great person. He's very committed. And then he has a great family. And even his son, Juan Carlos, is my neighbor. And then I, I, I share with him. A, I mean, we have a great friendship. But... When you have to make up the decision who will be the first fit for the position, he served, you know, uh, years ago, and then he did a great job to our community. I mean, uh, he brought positive things, you know, and we are all happy. This is what we're enjoying a great village right now. But, 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 so we need a new blood. We need someone with the energy and with the resources and, and the experience and the contacts out there uh, to be able to reach what we need because now we got too many projects too many improvements and to reach that we need money and and those monies come we don't want our community to pay in from our pockets you know any with more tax increases we can get monies from the state and federal government and then mr fausto gomez is a gentleman that all his life what he did he helped cities to improve to get, get the financing <laughs> get the money that's pretty yeah. much uh and, and then it's, and also, it's, it's... So you're running to support London and Fausto. And Fausto. And I mean, I, I mean, he's a great person. I met him, Mr. Fausto. And I never knew Mr. Fausto Gomez before. I just met him, you know, or late in the campaign. And then, and then his ideas, you know, are an alignment with mine. So he's a great person, a great family. Uh, he has, you know, pretty much great convictions, you know, uh, when it comes to family values. And then whoever is saying... Bad scenes or smear campaigns against Fausto or Rasco, this is wrong. We need to reach civility. There's no civility, and this time for us to cross. And you've been a, vic- you've been a victim of um, accusations and well, all kinds of terrible stuff. Yeah, but I mean. Uh, and and, and uh, in Spanish, it's melopreciar. O, o tirarte a. No puedo decirlo. Right. Porque no puedo decir malas palabras, pero. Tú sabes cuando te traten mal y te están tirando de lado, eso está incorrecto y es para it, clase. It's a constant, it's a constant harassment, you know, the time and people bullying and and then and, 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 I mean and 
doing all kinds of things, you know, which I... Nasty stuff on the chest. Nasty stuff, but I have a strong conviction, I have strong ideas, and then whoever wants to damage my image or, or, or to cause any harm, I mean, well, I, you have I, I, standing. You, I am standing. I want, now's a perfect opportunity. Compared to that, to what you experienced in, in Cuba as a young person, el comunismo, what do you what do you see in the in the poor judgment and behavior of people here? And people have to recognize this because this is the candidate who most uh, can explain this to us. It contrasts that with Cuba. What uh, first of all, let us know how long were you were in Cuba, so we have an idea of your experience yeah. there, and uh, when you came to the United States, and then when you became an American citizen. And what you suffered in Cuba before you came to the United States, and obviously the, the greatness about being free. Right. I came to the U.S. in my early 20s, and then um, I, do, I did live in Cuba, and my experience in Cuba, I mean, I, mean, I escaped from communists, basically, you know. It's like a concentration camp. I mean, we are surrounded by waters, and unable to leave the island, you know. Alcatraz. Like Alcatraz, yes, sir. Surrounded by water, and you don't really... You, I don't want to speak for you because I was born because you had to suffer. I was able to be born here free in 64. But it's important that I understand as an American Cuban that you tell me as a Cuban-American what the people don't really get about communism because I think you're going you're gonna to understand that when he's elected to council. You're going to know he's a man who went through communism until his 20s, early 20s, mid-20s. Yeah, the, the earliest 20s, I guess I was around 23, 20, almost 23 years, 23 years old, 22. So, so you went through a, you went through school, and uh, part the, of a university also, and yes. and then you also worked in the system. Right. So please uh, elaborate because you got plenty of time here to so, tell us about this. Basically, the communist system is a corrupt corruption at all levels. This is the the, the, the maximum example of in, corruption, including spiritual corruption. Spiritual corruption, right, right. They, 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 they teach the people to to behave inappropriately, to survive. They have so many organizations watching you, each other. They know what you eat, what you breathe, at what time you go to bed, and everything they know about you. It's kind of like social media today. They oh, I know it's worse than Twitter, social media. Twitter and they, Facebook. They got 20, they know. <laughs> they got 20 organizations watching you. So Wow. And then you, you stop trusting your friends and your, even your you, family. You can trust not even your child there. I mean, when I left Cuba... The only person that knew that I was leaving the country was my grandmother. The you, only person. You couldn't tell your mom. Because she would get nervous and people would realize that I was leaving. So I was so afraid. And I mean, it was a very tough decision. And and she understood when I arrived to the U.S. why she was not informed. It was, Are you the only child? I got two brothers, you know. Um, my brother is, uh, is, in the educa is, uh, is a teacher. I mean, he's a person that's very devoted to, uh, 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 to teach... Uh, Is he them or no? Uh, yeah, yes. yeah. He works. He works for the I mean, for I mean, the Cuban education system. So there's no way. There's, yeah, he's there's done. no private school in Cuba. Yeah, everything's so controlled. They bring watch. They bring watch. So he, the he's uh, he's uh, molesto that you're in America. Well, no, he's, he's a person who's very shy. So you know, he's, very shy. So he doesn't ask you questions because he's afraid to talk to you on the phone. Well, they're afraid to talk. You know, when we talk, you know, we talk about you know our family, but we can He's afraid to talk to me if I say something about the government. I mean, he can be punished, you know. You understand that, folks. Uh, it could get that bad in this country if we are already starting to fear what we say and do on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram. Imagine that fear 
on your landline, on your phone, especially your cell phone, that can be hacked. Yes. So yes. your brothers can't speak to you. They can't speak. I mean, the only way they can speak if I go there and personally talk to him, basically, that's... And even then, it's low low voice. Oh, yeah. They're no afuera. And then they're afraid to talk. I don't know. This is a, this is a fear inside. It's a race. Engraved uh, in, 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 in your body. Yeah, on the bodies. You know, it's, it's unbelievable. Wow. It's uh, So for you, government is just something that you got to really be vigilant, which is what you're doing running. You're really afraid of government. Wow. If I can tell you right now, I, for some reason, you know, I, I mean, I oppose all these amendments, and I will tell you later on why I oppose the amendments. But because my position to the amendments, I've been harassed every single day at that corner. This very same morning, the co-enforcement, they um, came close to me, and they tried to take the signs away where I was standing. And the only sign that they took, they tried to took, were my signs Because you had more than the ones you No, had. no, no. We, But even then, that's not a reason. No, no, it wasn't a reason. You know, it, was, it was something that I guess I'd have been forcing this uh, gentleman to do it for some reason. And it's always, you know, someone in the government, someone someone the go- is making a lot of pressure uh, to so our some employees stuff. See what residents I mean? or, or, so know. who is calling and ratting him out because he has more signs than people holding? It's not, it's not a, a mile of signs. It's just, you know, that, uh, I mean, uh, if you are standing in one area, you get allowed to have signs there. So this morning, the, I mean, another... Oh, but you can't have a stand on the other corner. Right, but I got... I mean, I was... I mean, this morning... Also, oh, Donald Trump had to stand and Biden had to stand next to their sign? Yes, they have to stand next to the sign. Yes, yes. yes. I mean... You understand what that means? If he is a person running for office and he has too many signs they claim to him because of whether he puts them or what the hell, I don't know what the code is. I really don't. So I'm not going to... If it's a code, change it, folks. I mean, get rid of the freaking code. Because on a national election or in the state election, DeSantis can't be standing next to his sign. And neither can Charlie Crist. And neither can Maria Elvira. And neither can Annette Tadeo. And their signs are everywhere. Well, so the, what the hell? Well, the sign is my only two. I, I don't have those deep pockets like, uh, like Rascos uh, campaign uh, having $80,000 you know, in the contributions. I don't have that big pockets just to... Uh, Oh, but he has always his family members holding signs. Right. And he's never been and told. And they use the newspapers, like Icelandic news, you those the, fancy ads, like paying like $1,400. Wait a minute. Time out, time out. Before you run on that runaway train that I've heard, what do the code enforcement people also come to him too, or no? No. 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 They, just you. Just me. I am the target. I am the target of uh, these individuals daily. Daily, every morning. And since you're there first, imagine that. Right. So, I mean, this is something that needs to stop. I mean, the government and whoever is sending this individual, I mean, uh, this is irrational. So, los latinoamericanos can understand that that goes on in their countries, too. They understand what you're talking about. That kind of jodienda. Right. <laughs> okay, so, other than other than the your, your, your signs and... The complaints that we have about the dirty politics that that had been going on since the last election, by the way, there were there was dirty politics in that one too. I I can I can attest to seeing all the elections that I've been here for so long. I've seen how we've grown and grown and grown uh, as a as a government, like you say. We've also grown, grown, and grown in our negative and positive attitudes towards elected office, and most of us. As much as we want to, we don't think we could win. Me personally, that's my personal opinion. I, 
running for office would be for it would be the uh, the nastiest thing I've ever experienced, and I wouldn't win. I re- I really don't think I would win. And um, for all you guys to understand, I can't run for office and be a licensee of a radio station. So forget about me running because I'm not giving up the radio station. I like my rock and roll. Leave that alone. So is there something that you would like to emphasize that you would change differently when you're on council, not just be the person that's obvious? No tax increases. No amendments. Everybody says that, that you know you're trying to get people votes, you yeah. know. But what matters is, is the kind of individual is running for council. What is in your heart? Um, basically, um, I would like uh, I would like to interact with every single citizen, listen, then bring their voices, and be able to uh, just to tell them, you know, that my ideas are their ideas. My agenda is their agenda, and be there for them. That's where I am. I am all for our. Uh, let me get, sorry, drinking some water. <laughs> I was campaigning until uh, I guess close to six o'clock at the corner. It was very hot, and also at you know. Thanks, man. I also had so. <laughs> I'm doing the el cubaneo, el cubano. Y el, el que nació acá, el que está hablando más cubano soy yo. Bueno, anyway, uh, yo quería agradecerle a él por lo que está haciendo, lanzándose. Eh, para mí es un honor conocer a Andy simplemente porque lo conocí a través de mi iglesia, no lo co- conocí como candidato. Y lo que yo quiero que la gente sepan es lo que la gente sabe mucho más de mí, que es el comunismo y la pelea contra el comunismo. Para mí es un honor tener a alguien que ha visto el comunismo, que lo ha vivido joven, porque una, yo he tenido esta experiencia, pero siempre han sido gente mucho mayor que yo. O sea, yo tengo 58. Tengo a alguien más joven que sufrió el comunismo, no el comunismo que mis padres salieron huyendo en el 60 y 61. Estamos hablando del comunismo ya metido en el sistema, jodiendo la cultura, separando las familias y conocer a alguien que vienen de allá a vivir en Kibisquén y lanzarse, dice mucho de este gran país de nosotros que somos libres y cualquiera se puede lanzar y ser electo en, en, en las elecciones americanas. So, yo veo que, uh, que tú estás... Uh, eh, conmovido en, en elegirte y yo veo que estás conmovido en tus elecciones como yo, yo, perfecto ejemplo es hace poco la iglesia no te dejaban poner un cartel ni una mesa ni hacer ninguna campaña porque ser religioso yo he pasado por eso también con mi propia fe católica en el caso de este la, la iglesia comunitaria y después Andy en menos de qué Horas, un vecino te dio la entrada de su casa que era frente por frente a la iglesia comunitaria. D- dime de esa experiencia. Eh, correcto. Bueno, eh, lo que sucede, lo que pasa es que n- nuestra comunidad, nuestras, eh, eh, yo diría, eh, diferentes eh, instituciones de fe, eh, tienen miedo de que sean juzgadas y temerosas por un gobierno que constantemente 
eh, está... Sí, amenazándolo amen, con, con amenaza, su tax exempt con su, so, <risa> Correcto. So, y verse ellos involucrados apoyando un ex candidato o otro candidato le es bien... Eh, sí, porque se tienen que abrir a todos. Le es difícil aceptarlo. Entonces determinan, o sea, eh, han determinado, eh, ellos determinaron este año no aceptar o no permitir que ningún candidato eh, exponer, eh, o sea, y con darse a conocer a la comunidad. Y inmediatamente una vecina, eh, sin conocerme, eh, y después de mi reunión con ellos, eh, me dice, Andy, you're welcome. Este es el, mi yard, mi césped, puedes poner la mesa acá y... Y, y casualidad, y era la casa frente por frente, frente a la iglesia. Sí, sí. Y entonces fue... Algo ahí donde te encontré para hacer el video que me hicimos. Me encontraste ahí, sí. Fue una y, te gran... y te asusté. Y me asustaste, eso. Pues no se scare me, no se scare me anymore. Well, nothing is scare me anymore. Uh, right. I break the front of Andy, uh, right in front of uh, his, uh, his bench there, his political, not bench, table, you know, in front of the community center. He was talking about the, uh, his experience with the community center and how the church, you know, takes the position that all the churches take here on the key that I'm get involved in politics. And um, Andy quickly found a supporter that apparently volunteered to give him his house, but happened to be in front of the school. But so I come, because he's coming today on Halloween, now, today, and I said, well, let's uh, scare him, because, boom, Dude, it's Halloween. That was, that was amazing. And, and, I, had, and I wanted it to get people's attention on social media. And I wanted you to use it as much as you uh -huh. want. Send it out there. Let everybody know. Because in the end, radio is who listens, right? So I can't expect people to listen as, uh, all the time when they're listening to rock and roll. And then I show up and they're either depressed that they lost their songs. And then they got to listen to me in order for another song. Or uh, it's politics. And they're, you, you know, you've been listening to rock and roll for five days straight. Who knows how many hours. And this is community radio. I don't have enough programming. Um, unless you guys want me to start, you know, getting programs on how to make bread and how to flip, uh, you know, eggs. I, I mean, this is it. This is community radio. Hopefully more people will come to the radio to enjoy it and, and produce their own programming here. I would love to see that. And we, this is it. This is, uh, this is what we have here in Blink Radio and Key Biscayne, WSQF 94.5 and live stream on WSQFradio.com. The recording will be up uh, tomorrow on the website. Continue. So, changing the subjects. Um, also, I mean, uh, like I said, many businesses and many residents that are opposed to the amendments. And then uh, we have a very brave uh, person who owns uh, uh, one of the malls at the very entrance, and he has a big sign. And and then, I mean, uh, I was so happy when I saw that sign. Uh, uh, Business owners speaking up. Right, so that that to me was was something that I said, wow. I mean, my message is uh, it's getting further and further, you know, and people are listening, people are realizing that what they are, what they are doing with these amendments, the community is not accepting this, and then suddenly a resident got upset and then threats to boycott the businesses. What kind of community we are becoming? When you are threatening businesses, you know, the livelihood, these people are mom and pop businesses, you know, and then those are. And they only have Kibiscan to live off of. Right. You can only offer services to Kibiscan. Nobody comes from Miami, with the exception of the Donut Gallery that has people loving Ted Special as far as Maine and California. And everybody knows and about you, the Ted Special. And you mentioned that Donut Gallery, this very person, I've been here to boycott, boycott the business like this, you know. Shh. 
That's unbelievable. Eso that's comunismo. That's communist. That's unacceptable. Anti-capitalist. Very sad. Politically charged against mom and pop businesses. There's there's other situations where uh, big companies have done uh, bad things, and I can see them boycotting, you know, a Target, a Walmart. I understand there's. But we are a small community. We are a small oh, community. Not, we love each other, you know. Not, 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 not to go to that far, you know. That's extreme. That's not hate. Extreme is to me, it's important. To me, it's hate. This is a hate. Yeah. And then I condemn that. I, I don't approve that. And, and I want people. I want people to support those small businesses. And you have one. I, right. I, I'm then my family owns a couple of businesses in Kibiskei, and we're really happy. And then. Um, But, I mean, to do that, you know, to me, I will support. If I'm elected for council, they will, they will, they will get my support. I will, we will do everything in our power to support those businesses. You know, like you said, like... Yeah, maybe pro- we should have more small business owners running. Right. This is so I should give it up the radio, because I have a small business, too. <laughs> give up the radio and run for council. Nah. Nah. Uh, so... I, You know, I'm 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 in this situation where uh, I'm really reluctant to encourage you to go down that road of of nasty despair because anything can trigger you because you've seen the the the, the part of this that's just not right. So I'm gonna just ask you this question: Can can the referendums be written differently in order to get people like you support? If they were written differently, what well, I mean, it can be written in different ways, you know. But what the thing is uh, that the referendum was well planned in advance to the elections. The referendum, yeah, the, the, yeah, the, the charter, the charter amendment the, the charter is well was planned well in advance, you know, for for someone else's agenda. That's basically what how I interpreted that. And this is one of the things that one of the main things that I'm opposing to those amendments is. Uh, That were created with an intention, an intention to build someone's path or some groups or, I mean, some position paths. Several people. Several people. Several money interest people. Right. So now, that was uh, run. People have told me that have attained, uh, sorry, not attained, have attended uh, some of the charter revision meetings or their presentations since then. And some people have told me that they come, they come all with an explanation of why they came to these conclusions. Since I wasn't attendant ever in any of them, uh, do you think uh, that from what you heard that they properly explained why they created these amendments? Well, they, at least the ones that are right. so controversial. The committee members they were democratically elected, of course. You know that several council members they proposed certain individuals, you know, to be part of the. I believe it was all the. Uh, I believe that. No, I believe that it was the mayor. Maybe said, gave them the opportunity, but they yes, chose not to. They that's, let him. That's, no, they, they gave the opportunity to the council, but at the end, the mayor decided. Yes, he chose the people so that one, one by with one. I believe all of them. Right. So, Miss, for example, Miss Betty Conroy, it was uh, was a suggested, uh, right. and they didn't. They didn't pick her. No, they didn't pick her, and she was one of the village. Uh, Uh, original charter writing with my father. Right. Yes. So why you didn't give that opportunity to a person that you know and served on another vision uh, charter? I'm not sorry, not vision uh, uh, charter revision. My problem is vision and revision. Charter revision committee is different than the vision committee. And was not elected 
because it was not part of their agenda. That's basically what it is. They made out, they choose the people that were in alignment with that specific agenda. So, yeah, that's, so that, that's what's got you triggered. Right. That's, and you've been suspicious ever since. Since then. Yes. So the only way to remedy is just, as far as you're concerned? Is well, it's, it's not because, because I mean, there's no substance there. I mean, what they're trying to do is something that is, uh, the number four is, it's totally, this is the most anti-democratic I remember having seen in my life. This is taking the power away, the rights away. No, you can't away. say your life because you live communism. Right. Taking the power and the <laughs> rights away from the citizens. How can we deserve respect? And then their voice, need, they deserve to be hurt. hurt. And then what they're doing, they are taking that power away. What happens now? We elect a nice council member. But what will happen in the next couple of years? We elect not a good council member, and then we have the right to decide and do No, a group things. of them. A group of them. Right. Yeah, so, because in 10 years, oh, we might not recognize anybody running for council. Right. They're so, all, they all lived here in the last 10 years, and I wouldn't know them. So that then we were facing the big issues, you know. We, we, they, will, they will take decisions that they're against, you know, the will of our community. And that's wrong. Now, I'm going to change the subject on you. Because it's something you said that uh, brought a smile to my face. Uh, back in 2013, I called for converting a school our school, to what they call conversion to charter, 1002-33, clause 3B. I was the first to use it in Florida history. So people are getting confused. It's not converting school into a charter. It's empowering the parents. To take over the budget. To take over the budget. Yes. And to provide better uh, educational, better teachers, better curriculum, curriculum, teachers, principal, everything. Principal, everything. That's for the well-being of our community. And you know what? Some people didn't know, and you understood right away, that people didn't know that the law clearly states that the teachers have the right to keep their pension if they join the parents. They cannot lose their pension because they join the parents. They stay in the Florida pension system. So you would have the teachers that, that stayed and supported the parents. They could stay as long as they want. They can leave, and they can even come back to the school system under this circumstance. The only difference is... Hire and fire. The parents can fire you. I would support the idea of uh, converting our public school and empower parents to run the school. And now, could you say live that you're not running because I encouraged you be- to support this idea? Because I'm sure right now, you're is, the only candidate I know that is willing to say this out loud. This is the most beautiful idea. That comes from the heart. No interest, no agenda. That's for the people of our community, for our children, for the future. So they and can our, get the and, best, the and best education be, ever. And our community is paying big time money. And you, real, and you realized, it's very important that I make sure that I, that, that I shared this with you, that running the school also means saving money and getting donations to build on the baseball diamond and knock down the old school. We need to... Uh, Take down that old facility. This is already and now outdated. is the time because we're doing the sewer now. And now is the time and build an excellent facility probably to high school. Why our children, children have to go all the way to Coral Gables? Yeah, if because it, our school is still the Coral Gables High. Right. Even though Mass exists. So Mass are the pretty ones that are lucky enough to, to get, you know, a seat there. Yeah, because it's a so-called magnet. Right. So... I mean, to need, we need to have a high school in our village for our children. A high school with the best, best academics and, you know. And but uh, by, by emphasizing the high school, which is 
probably can fit there, uh, both grades. They just have to be divided by air. Right. The small kids cannot be in the same building with the, lar- with the older kid. That's a law. State law, I believe. And so that all counties have to adhere to it. But because the other two buildings would stay, the newer buildings that are already elevated, those would be for the smaller age kids in those buildings. And the bigger building would be 9 through 12 or something thereof. Because I think the law doesn't say, I think the law allows for 6 through 12, like okay. the mass. Okay, forget about the law. If there's a will, there's a way. That's my saying, you know. And the laws, you have to be changed, you have to be challenged, can be done. And then we have to find a way for our community to have the best education, something that is fit, and for our parents to be able not to commute that far with us. But you realize that on council, you really don't have a say unless unless you, you get four members, five members, to speak up to the to the school board and say, hey, we have a relationship with you in MAST. We want a relationship with you at the K-8 Center. Let's get to work. Because you really don't have the power at the city level. You understand that getting elected, you you know, you know, all you can do is voice. Voice. And the boy, I will be the voice of our community. Those parents, you know, those families. Because the demographics of our community changed a lot. 50% children. Right. And then we saw a state approval because change suddenly. We are a retired community, and then we are Barrier Island, and they say, well, to increase density, we need to get permission or certainly enough for increased density to, be, to those proposed, 2040 proposals that are trying to destroy all our small businesses and build commercial at the bottom and residential at the top. I mean, this is density. Well, uh, when, I, when I think about that prospect... That when you go to build your school new, sorry, excuse me, excuse me, excuse me. Can I get the school out? Change the subject. When the when the commercial sector permits to build something new because they bought it and they paid a lot of money for it, there's really only one property uh, that really meets the criteria, which is the entry feature 7-Eleven property. That's the one that I don't see how they could redevelop it differently because if you put that property in the front and the parking in the back, you're not going to have the frontage. You right. know, even if it's looking inward, you know, inside, in, not looking towards Oasis, but looking inside, that's got to be scary for who owns that property because that property makes makes it work. You know, it makes money. And then the other property would be almost impossible. The reason why I don't mention it is because it's condo. Everybody owns their spot at the Winn-Dixie Shopping Center. Imagine all those people. How, who the hell is going to agree to knock down their businesses for two years? It's insanity. It's insanity. And my property is untouchable because I'm already maxed out and I'm already 15 feet above the road. So, so I said that uh, the other day with Fernando, who uh, was here earlier. All the can- By the way, oh. all the council candidates are welcome to come in here and speak just like Andy does. Uh, Fernando's already spoken. It's on the website. Fausto has... Uh, Fausto for mayor has come here. Uh, Roscoe has not agreed to come so far. Andy, today, uh, tomorrow will be uh, Edward London at noon and Nick at 6 o'clock. And um, continue, Andy. You've got 11 minutes. Oh, my God. Time flies. So Time flies. But, no, you can actually you can go longer if you want. It's up to you wow. uh, because we did start a little bit late because... 
the Jesus is all right was a, a five minute song. So continue, <laughs> about, continue about the 2040 vision. This is a this is not even a vision. <laughs> this is a nightmare what they're proposing. So one of those things you know, I was laughing at because we have to laugh. Uh, proposing a multi generational senior facility uh, at Les Parimo where the post office is. Uh, but that's condominium too. That's condominium too. So and they are making this presentation and whoever is proposed and made that little draft, you know, um, I mean, very nice, but fancy. How are all those owners going to agree to sell? But for not, the, not, for all, a, not only that, there's a deep precision that doesn't allow to overdevelop that unit because it's I mean the uh, height, the height. So it, they're just selling, you know, uh, to our seniors, you know, a dream that is 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 a big light. I mean, and and also to that point, if you're coming up with an idea like that of a senior, it's new residents who are seniors because if you're already a senior and live in Key Biscayne, you're not going to leave your apartment to go live there, unless you are you have dementia, Alzheimer's, and you're probably going to go to a, a, a facility that isn't Key Biscayne. It would be somewhere like a hospital setting or like the palace that I saw today when I was in Miami. Uh, what other what other things are you suspecting in the commercial sector that got you so so alarmed? No, those are the, you know the, the, the major thing is you know uh, I mean uh, I, I am I am a lover you know of of keeping and preserving a calm and relaxed. This is a village, and the village means you know knowing sure to have those uh, uh, family businesses running. We don't want any big franchises. We don't want to be those uh, big retailers coming here. And destroy the beauty, you know, of, of knowing each other, protecting each other, you know, and then helping. Well, uh, for the for the audience to know, I think we are protected from fast food franchises like the McDonald's, Chick Fil A, Burger King, comp- companies like that. I don't believe. I think our zoning protects us already from that, but not all franchises because we have Winn Dixie, we have CVS, you know, so. It's important that we know that that we're certain, we're protected, but doesn't mean that with a change of land use they can't yes, change. Yes, with a change they can't <laughs> change. So the big pockets, you know, just looking into that. So we don't want to get into that. We need to protect this from whoever is thinking so, that uh, can take we're over. We're basically only as good as our council if we give them the right. Right. So that's why I invited. I mean, our audience, you know. Please to look on those amendments and those who were not created just for the benefit of our community. Those amendments are for a purpose, not for uh, the well-being of our families. So I will say to everybody to consider voting no to every single one. There's different amendments with different uh, ideas trying to trick, and this is not trick or trick. We're not trick or tricking our community. <laughs> wow. That's a perfect ending. This is not a trick-or-treat. Well, thank you very much for coming. And you have an eight-minute closing statement if you want. Or or we can end it right there on trick-or-treat. I kind of like that one. That was good. Uh, Okay, you can do it again. Say it in your closing statement. This is not a trick-or-treat. Watch your wallet. This is not a trick-or-treat. Watch your wallet. Keep it skiing. Take care, my friends. This is WSQF Blink Radio. Stay free, my friends. It's time to do the dirty work. Steely Dan. If you like our programming on WSQF 94.5 in Key Biscayne, you can also hear us very far away nationwide. WSQFradio.com. 
And if you like our audio files and our subject matter, subscribe to YouTube Mac on the Rock Rampage. Take care and stay free.